Welcome, my Chicana and Latina moms. This space has been created only for you, solo para nosotras, Chicanas and Latina moms. In these episodes that I share with you, I talk about self-care and self-love and how to empower your being. You are not alone, and this is a revolución. We will continue to fight, fight for what is right for our being, starting with our own mental health, to be able to help and inspire those in need, starting with ourselves, our kids, our family, our community. I hope you enjoy all of these episodes that I record for you with all of my corazón para todas mis hermanas, Chicanas and Latina moms. Hey, my Chicana and Latina sisters, please do not forget to leave a review and give me your feedback. I would really appreciate it. This also helps other new listeners know what we're about. Gracias. Hola, my Chicana and Latina moms. ¿Cómo están? Thank you so much for being here. My name is Amapola Ramirez. I'm the creator and host of Chicana and Latina Moms podcast. And you guys, this last week um, has been interesting. Um, one of my best friends, her mom passed away and I've never in my life experienced so many people passing away and I think I'm not alone in this and it's really sad. But I do want to share that my best friend's mom, as a woman, as a single mother, she definitely left an impact in this world. Um, you know, I think we grow up seeing different women in our lives and we learn from them if they're related or if they're not. At the end of the day, we all are here in this world to impact each other and create a profound, profound impact so that we can help each other. And even in times that are difficult and if there's difficult people in our lives, there's still something we can learn from those situations, right? But in regards to my best friend's mom, I like, wow, I definitely can say like, what a woman, strong woman, Luchona Guerrera. And she did the best that she could. And it was like magnificent, honestly. And I'm not saying obviously no one's perfect. I understand that. But I really saw that example from her based on how she lived her life as a woman, as a mother. Because I met her way before I had kids. My friend and I went to high school together. And, you know, our friends' parents are really nice. You know, well, I don't know if all of them. <laughs> A lo mejor unos, pero no todos, you know. Um, but she definitely was very respectful and kind. And her resilience was very visible. So, que descanse en paz, Señora María. Now, I want to change this conversation and I want to share with you 
this beautiful chingona guest speaker and I you guys are gonna learn so much from her as I did you know and she has a lot of wisdom and she has a story and her story is very appreciated especially because she wrote a book called Lost Girl from the hood to the white house to millionaire entrepreneur her name is Rebecca Contreras so here is a little bit about Rebecca Contreras and her story. Rebecca Contreras. She is the author of Lost Girl, From the Hood to the White House to Millionaire Entrepreneur, which recounts her journey from becoming a welfare-dependent teenage mother to advising a sitting president to driving a successful 100% company. Rebecca is a social and business entrepreneur who spent nearly 12 years with the George W. Bush legacy, first in Texas as his director of HR, then in D.C. in the White House as a commissioned officer supporting the presidential transition. She started her 15-year service in government in a welfare-to-work program for Texas icon Ann Richards and achieved tremendous heights in her success. Far more than a rags-to-riches story, Lost Girl presents Contreras' self-reflection of how she first survived in El Paso and endured the hardships of the life she was born into, and later overcame obstacles after obstacles through the self-determination, perseverance, faith, and a few helping hands. Born into poverty to a drug-addicted mother, Rebecca Contreras had been a lost girl for almost two decades when at age 19, she found herself to be a dropout, welfare-dependent teenage mother. As a high school dropout with substance abuse and emotional trauma tendencies, she was well on her way to perpetuating the generational cycle of destruction and becoming a statistic lost to the system and her upbringings. President Bush recently wrote Rebecca a personal note on his read of Lost Girl and in the note, he writes, I just finished reading Lost Girl, and I was deeply moved by your story. He then goes on to share the impact the book made on him and congratulated Rebecca on the book. And here's Rebecca Contreras sharing a little bit of her heart and of her journey. From poverty to the White House to millionaire entrepreneur, here's how I made the American dream my reality. Hola, Chicana and Latina moms. Thank you so much for being here. I have a Chingona guest today. Her name is Rebecca Contreras. Hola, Rebecca. Thank you so much for being here. Hola, ¿cómo estás? Mucho gusto. I'm so glad to be with you and your listeners. Yes, no, thank you. Oh my gosh, I'm no for sure. There's so much knowledge that you have to share with us, and I know that it's going to be very valuable knowledge um, that we're going to take. So, I guess if you can start, um, you know, by telling us who you are, and for those of you obviously that don't know you, and where are your parents from. Yeah, so I, I'm actually um, from El Paso, Texas. I'm a border town girl, and yes. um, my um, 
uh, my roots were there in terms of uh, early growing up. I moved to Austin, Texas, where I live now uh, when I was about nine years old, but was born in Boswell. I'm one of four kids, and I, I come out of a single-parent home, um, and uh, in my book, Lost Girl, I spend the first three chapters dedicated to talking about my um, very dysfunctional upbringing. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I actually was in Paso doing my book launch in October, talking to Latinas about a, a leadership conference, and I said, how many here come from jacked up homes and, you know, all of them raised their hands? Yeah, we all do. <laughs> we all have some jacked up family members. Yes. But, yeah, so, you know, unfortunately, my, my story is unlike probably, no, you know, uh, many other stories uh, of, you know, people in our community that, you know, had struggles. And my mom was a single mom, and she, uh, there were four of us, actually, um, in our family. And I'm, I have a twin brother, and he and I had the same dad. We never knew our dad. He was from Yugoslavia, and um, so I'm mix, a mixed race. Uh, my mm. brother's dad was Mexican, and my sister's dad was African American. So we always used to joke with my mom, "She just needs the Asian." Oh. <laughs> but she was uh, she was a mess. She grew up um, in severe drug addiction, uh, really our whole our whole lives. And I again dedicate the first two chapters to talk about that dysfunction. And none of us knew our fathers, um, and we we grew up in abject poverty. We, 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 when I when I say uh, you know uh, I grew up kind of below foundation in terms of lacking every single thing in in, in, in not only physical poverty but emotional poverty and abuse and mm-hmm. you know when, when when you grow up in a in a family with a drug addicted parent it's really um, it really kind of festers into a, a bunch of other things that fall out of that including things like mental illness and trauma and abuse and so that that kind of was my upbringing and. Um, and I, if for the sake of time, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll jump to you know kind of the 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 major tragedy um, that happened when I was five. My mother abandoned us and left us you know by ourselves, and um, mm-hmm. we were supposed to go to foster care. But my grandmother raised us, and um, my abuelita was my hero, and she, um, she was an amazing amazing woman, um, and uh, you know rescued us and and took us in so we could avoid the foster system and. We, we lived with her for years, and uh, my mom finally came back after being gone on the streets and, and living in Juarez, and when she came back, she she was ready to kick her drug addiction and, and be mom again, and, you know, nice. by that time, I was I was pretty, you know, I was probably nine or ten when she took us in, and, you know, didn't have a relationship with her, so she, she moved us to Austin and um, to live with my, her father, my grandfather, um, who we didn't have a relationship with, but okay. she did, and, you know, so, so I, I grew up in East Austin um, as a teen, and uh, grew, you know, got involved in a bunch of junk myself and just spiraled out of control, ended up being a teen mom and, you know, the whole, what I call the unfortunate Latina statistic these days yes. uh, in terms of teen, teen pregnancy is a real problem in our community and it's an area I've, I've been combating and trying to fight, you know, for a long time, but, you know, it ended up in a, in a, in a little church and somebody got a hold of my life and said, Hey, you know, have you ever thought of really doing something with yourself and stopping this spiral of, you know, out of control lifestyle and as a teen mom and, you know, drop out and the whole bit. And yeah. went back to school, got my GED and worked for a woman by the name of Ann Richards through a welfare to work program here in Austin. And Ann was running for governor at the time and it was the first time I saw a woman in power. And I thought, wow, I wow. can really do something with my life. Yeah. So my, my, my transformative journey is, fully layered out in my book but in a nutshell you know really got a hold of some good people and mentors and uh started a, a completely different path of, of changing my life for for my daughter's sake yeah wow that's a lot that you you know it's 
empowering and you know i know you said you know your book right lost girl that's a that i like that because we i think as latinas and just females right we sometimes at some point felt lost right and yeah. the name of your book is called lost girl from the hood to the white house to millionaire entrepreneur wow <laughs> 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 yeah, but but you know my uh, my my lost girl story again. It, it you know the, the good thing is I didn't stay lost, right? Yes, <laughs> good thing. Point, you know, I, I had to make a decision, and I I tell Latinas, you know, we do a lot of work with inner city kids here in Austin. My husband and I also own. In, in addition to having a, a for profit, we own a non profit. Nice. And most of the kids we work with are Latino and Latina kids and from the inner city. And, and we tell them, look, you have a choice. You don't have a choice to go grow up the way you grow up, but you have mm -hmm. a choice. To stay in school and make good choices, and when you turn eighteen, go to college. You know, do something with your life and change that for your entire familia. Right? You could yes. be the difference maker for your familia. And um, and the good news is, there's lots of opportunities for 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 um, for us to do that through empowerment of education, through right choices, through you know, right relationships. Get around the right mentors and coaches and people that actually will help you, um, you know, be better. And so. You know, it's 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 a big of a mouthful in terms of my story, but 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 I'm all about transforming and owning your power as an individual to say, you know what, I may have this dysfunctional upbringing, and but I'm going to help my my family, and I'm going to do something different for my own life. And I was able to do that. My mom, she had kicked the drug addiction, and when I uh, when I got pregnant, she took my daughter away from me because I I got involved in drugs too. And mm -hmm. but you know, she helped me get clean because she had gotten clean and you know, really took me under her wing and yeah. we became friends. And, um, you know, wow. it, it's important for us not to, to own our choices and our mistakes, but also own our future and change, change so that we can then have a, provide a better future to our children and now generations to come. I'm a grandmother and I'm a wife of 32 years. And, you know, wow. there's certain things I've been able to do that, that my family's never been able to do. Yeah. Yeah, and we know marriage itself, it requires work, right? Definitely. <laughs> just as being a parent, <laughs> just as being a yes. human being overall, right? So what would you say is your why in life? Well, I'll, I have to tell you, for me, uh, when I when I had that kind of, um, I call it, an, a, a, for me, it was a spiritual encounter that I had and, and had, you know, someone slapped me upside the head to say, hey, you know, what are you doing with your life? You're repeating the same, you know, mistakes of your mother and, and your past. And, you know, you got a daughter now who doesn't know you. And she, she was 13 months old at the time my mom was raising her because I was I was jacked yeah. and um, I had dropped out and everything. And, you know, I, I, I just had I had strong mentors come around me to really help me. And and and, and, and honestly, my mother, who, who was my my, my biggest thorn in, in my childhood with her addiction, when she kicked her addiction, she became my biggest champion. And she would always say, mija, por favor, you know, tienes una niña, you know, take care of yourself for her. And my daughter's birth um, and her, her life was really my wife. Um, but mm -hmm. also, you know, I wanted it for myself. You know, I, I was tired of living in poverty and, yeah. you know, and, and listen, you know, I, I'm all for a, government assistance when you need it but it's not meant to be a lifelong lifestyle it, yes right? yes and and I, I that's my message you know I wanted I wanted it all I wanted a husband I wanted to pick a fence I wanted a house I wanted a career but I didn't know how to get it right and so it was it was through the mentors and through my faith in God and, and really doing the hard work on myself um and, and dealing with my past and my trauma and my abuse through counseling I'm a big big uh avid believer in counseling do you know that only 19 percent of our community counseling for trauma 
Mm, and you yeah. know, when when you go through stuff, whether it's a, a spousal abuse or a, a you know sex abuse or or drug addiction or or e- even just trauma, you have to get help for that. And mm-hmm. so I began to take those steps to get help for that. And my husband was a big part of my transformation early on. We got married at twenty one, and here we are, thirty two years later. We've been able to do a lot of life together. Wow. That's so good. You're definitely an inspiration because, you know, I think a lot of us Chicanas and Latinas, right? We grew up not hearing even college. We don't even hear like a lot of like, you know, what tu puedes salir adelante. It was more just kind of like the day by day or like a lot of the poverty vocab, right? That's out there. No hay dinero, no podemos, etc. And so we start to believe that there's only at limited things, right? But there's not. There's a lot of great things that we can build and heal right when i am hearing you speak it's like healing is what helped you a lot right and well the the healing listen the healing process for yourself and it's so important Mm -hmm. um and 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 the other thing is loving you know i had to learn to love myself i didn't love myself very much i didn't value myself and therefore i got involved with and my in my book i talk about the baby daddy you know who was a drug dealer and he almost killed me and just a bunch of junk i got involved in because i didn't love myself i didn't put value on myself Nobody put value on me as a child and as a teenager, so why am I going to value myself? Exactly. But when yeah. I was 19 and I had a daughter and I saw her I, her life, I'm like, I've got to put value on myself. So, you know, we've got to love, love ourselves to the point where, you know, we, we, we get we help ourselves get get out of the situation we're in. And we're, we, we are, uh, Hispanics and Latinas are the fastest growing demographic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're actually the fastest growing entrepreneurs um, in America. Mm-hmm. And here in Texas, we're, 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 um, we're up there in one, with the first or second, you know, largest demographic. And, you know, we have a lot to contribute and we're making a lot of progress. But we, we can't settle for where we are. We got to keep going. We got to help each other. And 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 when, when I started my business, um, I started ten years ago. So I reinvented myself from being a government employee. Uh, my last boss was President George Bush, and I talk about my time with him in the White House, and how he was a big part of my my career success. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, but you know when I decided to start my business, I had never started business before. And, uh, you know, there were no entrepreneurs in my family, right? Um, yeah. But but I, uh, I I took the bull by the horns and sought some mentors out and said, hey, you know, I want to start a business and figure out how to take my expert, you know, in expertise in government that I built in my career with President Bush and Governor Bush and figure out a way to sell my services. And I had, and I built a, a hundred person plus practice spread across seven states. Um, you wow, know, we're doing great things good. and, you know, but, but I, I, I took the steps to learn how to start a business, even though I didn't have a business background and didn't have a formal education. I took the steps, joined, you know, the local chamber of commerce, Hispanic chamber of commerce and started networking with other entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, you've got to get around people that you want to be like in order to have that vision, right? Cause if you stay stuck with the people in your community that aren't going anywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, your people, listen, my relationships early in life were to my detriment. And now my relationships later in my life have been to my success. Yeah. Relationships and the network and the people you surround yourself with will determine what you accomplish in life and how far you can go. Yes. You're definitely right. Definitely right. I can relate to that. Right. Me growing up, never hearing college or like, be a you have your own business but then I started surrounding myself and um with other like therapists mental health agencies like yes. protesting and activists and I'm like oh my god this is like oh, I want this so I they taught me things that I didn't know so I had to literally put myself out there aunque tenía un poco de miedo like I was nerviosa either way like I was like okay 
okay, I'm fine. I'm fine, but I'm, I'm heading somewhere. You know, that gut yeah. instinct, right? Yeah. Right, and you have to have it. And you have to, I call it, um, you know, embracing the grit, that mm-hmm. spirit of grit that says, I'm not going to give up. I don't care how many walls I hit. Um, you know, my strategy is always if I encounter a wall or obstacle in, in a situation, I'm either going to tear that wall down or figure out a way to go around it. But it's not going to stop me from moving forward and, and, and getting around people that are smarter than me because I don't have a formal education. I lacked it. I've, I've surrounded myself and even now my employees, I've got some of the smartest employees, I think, in the U.S. They, yeah. They're amazing and they make me look good. They, they make me a successful CEO because we've got smart consultants. Who, are, who have a lot more knowledge than I have. I'm just the visionary and the communicator behind the vision um, and executing it. But then, you know, the people the people around you really um, are yeah. important. And you know, the, the other thing about our, our community and, and our Latinas, Chicanas, is, you know, sometimes we, we, we kind of fight with each other or we kind of want to one-up on each yes. other, you know. And, and we got to, listen, we got to work together. This mm-hmm. is something that the African community, African-American community does very well. And the Latino community, you know, us Chicanas, Latinas, we gotta stick together. We gotta help each other and stop fighting or one upping each other. Yes. And, and what what does that look like? That starts in your own home, in your own community, with your own career, in your own workplace, right? Mm-hmm. Figuring out how to help each other. This, this is this has been my entire life strategy. Is people have helped me to get to where I am today as as an entrepreneur millionaire, and now I'm helping other Latinas and other. Um, you know, women say, hey, I, how can I help you, you know, be better and accomplish your goals? And so we got to help each other. Yes, you're so right. That happens a lot. I did come across someone sharing, you know, they, they come across other Latinas. They're like, well, I was the first Latina, you know, in this like TV show. And it, or <laughs> it's like, OK, cool at first. But isn't that a problem that we're just like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah, um, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to the day where we don't say uh you know i i was one of the highest ranking latinas in the white house Uh i'm looking forward to the day where we don't have to say that exactly we're represented everywhere and and there's so many there's so many we're the fastest growing over 60 million latinos in america we're the fastest growing demographic but Mm -hmm. we don't have influence and i call it a seat at the table Mm. And the reason we don't have the seat, it's not because nobody wants to give us the seat. It's because we won't take our seat. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. We've got to own it and take our seat. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've been able to accomplish uh, a tremendous amount by taking that position and putting myself to take that seat and to work hard. Yeah. And, you know, to, to do to do my work, hard work around my own issues to get healed and to get whole so that I have something to contribute but yeah. um, but I'm excited about you know sharing my story. I think my story is possibility, it's hope. Yes. in a powerful way. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's a message that I that I'm dedicated now um, to the Latino community and Latinas in, in particular and women. Yeah, yeah, because you know the imposter syndrome kicks in, right? Like I'm right. not good enough, or maybe given up inside of the me, you know. And no, there's a lot of more white people here, and yo, como que this yeah. space is not for me. But it's like, no, we belong. That's we, right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and and we should not be intimidated by that. I, I struggled a lot with that imposter syndrome early in my career. You know, when I was again the first Latina here and there, mm-hmm. um, but also because of my lack of formal training and education and. You know, I had to shake that off and say, you know, uh, gosh, I, I do belong. I, I tell a story in chapter four of my book when I my first experience in the Oval Office with President Bush, when I literally walked into the Oval Office mm-hmm. and um, how I felt. 
you know, overwhelmed. And, you know, the voices in my head saying, hey, you know, your East Side slang is going to pop out any minute now. <laughs> you, know, you don't belong here. And yeah. All these people are so much more educated than you. What the hell are you doing here? Yeah. You know, it's that, it's that self-talk of, you know, negativity that you hear in your head and your heart. And you got to stop that and say, no, I do belong here. Yeah. <laughs> I've worked hard. And you know what? I'm just as good. Exactly. And, and then work to be better, right? Work to be better and smarter and work harder. And, you know, you got to kick that. And, and even if I, I do a lot of self, uh, for me, it's about prayer meditation and self-encouragement to myself. Mm. You know, get myself in a room if I'm feeling discouraged and, and tell myself, hey, you've got this. Like, you're you're trusted. You can do this work. And, and just talk it up. And, you know, if, if, you, if you're discouraged or you hit a, hit a pit or you hit a wall, then you pick up the phone and you call someone who, you know, can either encourage you and, and pump you up, right? And yeah. uh, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to do it for each other. Yes, you're so right. Sometimes I hear people say, but I have friends. I know they love me, but they're busy with their lives. I said, look, if they're busy with their lives and they love you, they're willing to make that time to hear you out and help you, right? Especially if you're stuck. And we do need each other. There's no one human being on this planet, right, that just succeeds just by themselves like no we all need each other in different ways right, right. And, and we have to learn to fail uh to fail and be okay with that exactly and, you know, I, I call it i call it a failing forward mentality you know yeah. i'm gonna fail but it's okay i'm gonna get myself up dust myself off i, I just had an experience i'll share with your listeners um mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago i, I lost a 36 million dollar contract oh wow uh, that that was supposed to be mine and we had worked hard for it and it's just gone somebody somebody outbid me and, you know, I was like I had been sucker punched. And here I am, trying, you know, growing my business, it's doing well. And all of a sudden, you know, you lose that much money. Uh, so what did I do? I had to center myself. And my husband and I got together and, you know, prayed. And we were, okay, this is, you know, we're, we're going to recalibrate, refocus. And, and here I am two weeks later. And now I'm, you know, I'm refocused. And you win some, you lose some. You cannot take loss or failure. And then get yeah. discouraged and scale back you gotta just move forward in that loss yeah. um and learn from the loss right because loss can be good um in, in in my mind you win some you lose some and you can't let life or fear or loss or failure keep you back you gotta keep going forward yes accepting the reality right like there's only so much we can do with i mean we can't control everything but it like you said they're learned less like there, it's lessons learned right it's it's learned behavior. It's learned behavior. I think I think uh, behavior can be learned in any in any sense. Yes. Uh, and you know, le- leveraging that learned behavior to 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 embrace the next step of whatever it is you you have to do. Um, for some for some of your listeners, it's you know going back to school. For others, it's you know hey, you know making a good choice, get rid of that baby daddy that's not going to you know help yeah. you. It's dragging you down, right? Your 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 man, the man in your life should be your big encourager. My husband, mira, es mexicano, puro puro mexicano, and he is my biggest champion. He's my biggest cheerleader. Thirty two years later, he lets me run ahead of him. And you know, you got to get a man around you that will actually celebrate you when you pass him up. Yeah. <laughs> you know He's not yeah. gonna be oh, what are you doing? You know, and you know, you think you're better than me, whatever. That you happens know, a lot. Know. Yeah. And that's well, and especially. You know, in our culture, um, I mean, I grew up in a very male-dominated, you know, again, um, they did celebrate women back in my day. My grandfather was very chauvinistic de la montaña is what he was. Oh. <laughs> and, you know, I had to overcome that. Um, I had to overcome that. But Yeah. No, you're right. There's a lot of, ma- you know, the machismo and then the marianismo, you know, but 
Um, there's a lot of things definitely that we can do on our end to be able to shift. And yes, a great partner definitely to help us become a better version of ourselves and then being able to do the same back in return to them. Right. Um, it's just right. beautiful. It's all, that's and, what and we have our girls. We have our girls who are watching us. You exactly. know, as I have a daughter, a 34 year old daughter and now two grandchildren. And it's it, my whole life. She's watched every move I've made. It's like, it's, and so when we, when we don't love ourselves and embrace the right partner or make, you know, poor decisions or fail, you know, fail and give, give up or go into depression or whatever it is we're dealing with, they're watching us. They're yes. watching how are we going to navigate life? And they're going to do the same thing. Just like my mother was a drug addict. I was a drug addict, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we can stop that cycle as, as Latinas, as Chicanas and say, okay, no, I'm not going to behave that way. I'm going to change it for my daughter's sake. That was my why for my yeah. daughter's sake. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Like you're right. We tend to gravitate to this or hold on to the generational traumas and be like, well, that happened to me. It's like, no, not you're an adult. I, I honestly have always said, I, I mean, I love my childhood, but there's things that I just didn't like. So now I'm like, I love my adulthood because I get to be in charge, you know, as much as I can. And I freaking love it. <laughs> yeah. And, and you get to change it for your whole family. Exactly. I mean, you know, I have, we have a 28 year old son. He's a music producer in LA and our 34 year old daughter here. She works for my company and her husband does too. And then, you know, we've got a niece that we adopted who was having horrible times in school and same kind of repeat patterns. And we took her in and her son. And, you know, we now have these kids that are adult kids that are, that are just, you know, they're successful in life and they, and they know how to navigate life because we've been able to to demonstrate that to them and they've had a healthy upbringing. Yeah. So, so, so when I say to your listeners, you can change the trajectory of your family in your choices and in your movement forward. You really can and it's generational. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it lasts forever after after you make those changes, those positive changes. Yeah, it's very impactful, definitely. So overall, I mean, what are you grateful for as a woman, as a Latina, as a mother? I, I first of all, I'm grateful for second chances. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, I just, I have a great faith in God, and He's a, I call Him a God of second chances. Uh, yeah. You know, in second chances in life, I'm, I'm grateful for, for you know, in the middle of this pandemic and all the loss that so many people have lost so much, and millions and millions have been affected. You know, I'm grateful for for health, and I'm grateful um, just to breathe, to be alive. And yeah. I think, I think every day that we wake up, no matter what situation or trauma or mess we're in. I hope that my book encourages your listeners to know that there's another day tomorrow, right? I'm grateful for breath. I'm grateful for family. I'm grateful um, that we have an opportunity to live in a country that's free, you know, in the middle of this, you know, craziness with what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. Mm -hmm. I, I'm grateful to be in a free country. And so, you know, we can't focus on what's wrong in the country all the time because that boggles down. We got to do our part to, to impact our community and our surrounding by taking that step forward and impacting in our circle of influence. Mm-hmm. Focus on the things that are working and the things that are positive. Um, and don't focus on all the crap going on because that can, that can really do a number on your, your psyche. It can do a number on your emotional state and you know, you can't control what you can't control. You, yeah. you, you have that, that influence and that four feet of space around you that I say we're born with and, you know, that four feet of space of influence can 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 impact um, you know a lot of people in your own community. So yeah. just focus on you and focus on where where you step, and yeah. not on all the noise that's happening. 
Yes, exactly. Totally agree with you. It's so easy to get consumed by the external chaos, but making sure that internally we do our best to center ourselves, right? To create that change. That's really, yeah. 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 So, okay. I mean, you've shared so much already. (laughs) So what other three, what are the three advice could you give um, the Chicana Latina moms? Like what three, like top three advice I, I would say my, my top three are never give up on your dreams. Um, the, the, the number two is have a, have a dream and, and put it in a plan, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I'm a big journaler. I, I like to journal um, every morning through my meditation and prayer. I'll sit down and journal, um, you know, things that I want to do and accomplish. Um, you know, if, if, if you don't write the plan down and you don't start taking action on the plan, it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? So take that step. And, and then, the, and then lastly, um, it, it's important for you to look at who's around you and, and where you're spending your time. And I, I call it the 80% rule. If 80% of your time is not adding value to your bottom line, then get rid of the 80% of what's not adding value to your bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> and, and bottom line doesn't mean money too. I mean, for yeah. me, it's about the bottom line. Sometimes the bottom line can be relationships. It can be, you know, community. Your bottom line can be impact. Right. So I call it the 80% rule. And I, I look at where I'm spending my time and if 80% of my time is being spent and I'm being drained with toxic negative people or, and, and listen, our familia sometimes. Right? Yes. But, <laughs> sometimes know, I, I have a, a, a rule, you know, some familia you got to love from a distance yes. because they're so toxic and negative. And you know what? Until you get strong enough to have them not drag you down, step away and take a breather. Right. Mm-hmm. But that 80% rule is super important in, in every area of your life, your marriage, your community, your career. Um, you want to evaluate your time because your time is, my time is gold right now. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I run yeah. a hundred person plus practice. I'm a, I have this book launch and book tour that I'm doing and, um, and you know, I'm a grandmother, I'm a wife for 32 years and I'm, you know, I'm, I manage the bills and I mean, I'm yeah. doing a lot. And yeah. so 80% of my time is value add. And, and I look every year, I, I'm on a reset challenge right now. Your listeners can go to my website and watch my videos. Mm-hmm. We're doing a reset you for 2022. Mm-hmm. And I talk about that 15 minutes of reset every Monday, you know, yeah. think about what you need to reset in your life and then shake it up and reset. Cause you own you own your future. Nobody else owns your future. You're not a victim of anybody. Yeah. You can choose to be a victim or you can choose to be a victor. Yeah, definitely. I love that. I love, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. <laughs> 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the reset, the reset videos are all on my website at Rebecca Um, and they're 15 minutes. So they're easy to watch, but, um, it's important for us to reset. We, we, we yeah. just started a new year. So whatever happened in 2021, forget about it. Yeah. You have a new year. Yeah. Yeah. Start afresh and, and reset and, you know, refocus and recalibrate on, on what you want to spend your time on and what your goals are yeah definitely as you're saying that it takes me how like it's uh, like the self-care right like right. self-care mm-hmm. for your being yeah nice. absolutely self-care yeah. is so important yeah well thank you thank you so much rebecca i we appreciate you thank you you're representing us chicanas and latinas out there and um you know, I, well, I'm, I'm excited to uh, to share my story with your listeners. And um, the best the best way to get Lost Girl is on my website at RebeccaContreras.com. And then and then connect with me. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Rebecca and Contreras um, and on Facebook also at Rebecca and Contreras. I want to hear from you. You know, if you 
if you, um, you know, if it resonates with you, if you're facing a life, you know, altering life, life, um, changing moment, uh, I'd love to hear from you, but, yeah. uh, hopefully lost girl will, will give you that extra little oomph. Yeah. Um, I, I, I call it, I put myself out there, Rebecca in the raw. It's one of those books you have to kind of read with a glass of wine. Yeah. Or... <laughs> I, did, I did a pod, I did a podcast with a, a group called Little of Latina yesterday and they're uh-huh. like, well, I think I'll have a, a glass of tequila with it. Oh. Whatever it takes to, you know, to get you in that mode of, you know, reading this crazy story, yeah. but it, but it, but it's a good story. It has a good ending and, um, and there's a lot of richness and nuggets in there. So I hope your, your readers do get it. They can also get it on Amazon online. Awesome. But I uh, enjoyed, enjoyed doing the, the show with you and, um, Godspeed to all you're doing and thank you for thank representing. You. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Yes, definitely. I'm going to put all of your information on the notes section and, you know, all of this space, um, spaces, episodes, future episodes and people that have been in here. I, I'm very grateful for you and everyone else because I started this not knowing how to do a podcast. And I was like, no sé cómo hacerlo, pero pues, you know, my parents said, if you can't get anywhere, you figure it out, you know, and I kind of yeah, took that and run you. with it. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Well, I, I love what you're doing and um, hopefully your message um, will resonate with the, with your listeners. And um, thank you for all you're doing for for the Chicana community. <laughs> my pleasure, my pleasure. But thank you, Rebecca, for everything. We wish you the best. Even though I always say estamos todas like scattered Latinas, pero we need to work like separadas, pero estamos como unidas, you know, and we're here for you and rooting for you also. So thank okay. you. Thank you. you yeah. Again. Yeah, you're very welcome. So thank you, Chicana and Latina moms. I'm going to have all the information of Rebecca Contreras on the note. Um, You can get her book, Lost Girl from the Hood to the White House to Millionaire Entrepreneur. Cuídense mucho. Dios los bendiga. Adios. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at Chicana Moms Podcast. Chicana health coach and La Chicana therapist. Please leave your feedback. I would love to hear from you. Rate us on iTunes, an anchor, or SoundCloud, or anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. Adios.